Do you need the funk? Gotta have that funk. Well, we need the funk. And we're gonna get that funk today in this episode where we talk to John from Resident Culture. Yes, your favorite neighborhood brewery, bar, hiding spot, whatever you want to call it. It's a Charlotte tradition. It's one of the best breweries in the Queen City. I truly love it. I've been going there for years. They make some of the weirdest, funkiest stuff you could possibly imagine, and I love it. Um, There's some mad geniuses over there. Emphasis on the mad. Emphasis on the genius. And they, John was nice enough to take a little time out of his busy schedule to talk with me. And uh, we had a couple of pints and talked about the history. You know what we do. So, oh, little editing note. Right around the three, four minute mark, there's a little editing bump. Hey, what can I say? I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I'm a storyteller. I'm a public orator. I am not a sound editor. Well, not a good one yet. So it's just a little hiccup. But when you hear the music, you'll be like, oh, what happened there? Yeah, well, that's what happened. Uh, fat, you know, fat fingers made the little hiccup. But the sound quality is still good. The interview is great. John was terrific. The beer was awesome. And you'll have a good time. Get out there and don't forget to support them this week with their collab with Carolina Brew Temple, Carolina Beer Temple, excuse me. Um, They have a collab going on with the Steel Creek uh, Craft Beer Week. So get out there, support, support resident culture, support craft beer, support it all. You know why? Because I said so, all right? Thanks. I appreciate it. Anyway, please enjoy. Okay, it's time to bring the funk, baby. Yeah, we are at Resident Culture. We're talking to a resident culturologist. What do you call yourself? Oh, my name is John. I'm the sales manager. Some people like to call me the loggers and ales manager. So mm. I'll accept that. Wow. So is that something, I guess that's something you're really into, the loggers and ales. Yeah. But yeah, I'm in charge of the whole distribution for the whole state of North Carolina right now. So, so when, you, fun. when you go to your favorite bottle shops, uh, you see a resident culture brand. He's the man behind it. So I guess we need to go into the history little bit of resident culture and philosophy um how did it get started you know what's the deal behind resident culture what does the name mean so the name uh resident just meaning uh just like native like like neighborhoody uh you know just with folks which is why we have a really big uh why we're big in the neighborhood and the culture and the people uh and then culture not only meaning you know the culture of people but also culture as in the other another terminology for yeast Uh, so we took that together and we actually have our own our house strain of mixed culture beer that we use in all our mixed culture beers came from different samples from around the property uh, from 
from everything from bud grass to the air to tree bark and leaves and all that stuff. So, so you went with that whole wild yeast strain for our house tapas ride. Well, that really comes out in your beer too. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, true. Now, I love the, the fact that you it's important for you guys to be part of the community because if you ever been into the neighborhood, this is the plaza area of Charlotte. And when I say it blends in with the neighborhood, it really does. If you haven't been here, and I encourage you to go and try this place out, if you haven't, and it's your mistake if you haven't, um, it's right in there. It's one of those places, one of those breweries that if you're not looking, you will pass it by because y'all really do fit in with the community here. And it shows with your patrons and the decor. I mean, this is just seems like, you know, somebody's back porch. We're out here in the backyard in the porch area right now doing this interview. Absolutely. So that was definitely a design choice out here. Okay, so, so how long have you been with uh, Resident Coke? I was hired, I guess, August of 17, so like a month or so before we opened. Yeah, uh, so pretty so much from the beginning. Yeah, so I've been here the entire time, um, the whole step of the way. So this is kind of my baby, so to speak. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of, uh, I came in with a lot of experience uh, in beer and in customer service. So luckily I've been able to have a, have a good amount of input in everything and it's really, you know, it's very satisfying to, to see where we're at, like looking back, you know, sometimes you don't, everything, the ball's rolling and you don't even look back and see where you came from, but it's nice to take a step back and do that sometimes. Okay. So what can you say about the first couple of uh, months of opening there? What type oh, of growing pains did you have I don't, I, the grown pains were just, we couldn't keep up with uh, production. We just, I mean, being, especially in that time, you know, two years, two, three years pre-COVID, like, Everyone sees a new brewery open. It's like, oh, they're gonna be. Let's I go know. There. I was there. I was yeah. in that line. Yeah, it was. It was like, still like opening Saturday was one of our our best sales days ever to this day. You know, four years later. Um, so just that we had to expand that. And okay, good deal. Hey, sorry about that. Um, we just put up a yeah we just put up our tv our virtual menu boards um so that's one thing to, that you've seen progress it used to be we just had chalkboards with uh with just words on them and then that evolved to to artwork for each different beer and now we have it all on the tv menu boards a yeah. lot easier to see um I think I got a couple of pictures going back through the history of resident culture. I'll put it up on the socials, um, some of the uh, evolution of the design of your beers. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember that first week. I was I was here. I was there. I was that big black guy standing around. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Hey, man, you made good beer. Um, and you came in pretty strong at first. One of the, my big hang-up with breweries. Uh, you got to give them a, a year to kind of settle in. To what they are and what they're about. I think because you embrace that wild yeast, more hoppy, you know, uh, I would say acidic type of beer, hop forward, and it gives you a real but It kind of came in strong at yeah. first. So I think that big, uh, big thing to help with that to hit, hit the ground running was our 
brewer previously brewing at Russian River. This is kind of exactly the setup that he had there. Mm-hmm. He worked at the not the production facility, but at the uh, at the tap room uh, where they did small batch. So this is almost a replicate of that system. So he, he was very able to dial it in very quickly. So we did we fortunately didn't need that year to work out the case. Yeah. So definitely hey, fortunate for that. So before you want to be um, brewery future brewery owners um get a head brewer that knows what he's doing so absolutely good uh, <laughs> have you ever tried to because you're the sales manager so have you ever tried to get back there and start pitching some yeast or you know i've helped before especially at the beginning when they just uh tropes would just need like an extra set of hands around when he yeah. was the only one back there um after that Pretty much, I'll help out on canning, bottling days, right? Uh, just because you got to have a lot of hands around for that. But then every year for Veterans Day, myself and the other veteran that works here, Luke, we uh, we take part in the brew day for our Veterans Hot Blend beer uh, called Weekend Safety Brief, the Hazy IPA, which is coming up fairly soon. Yeah, we actually got that on the schedule for like first week of October. We'll be brewing it. So. I've never served, but I have a couple of friends that did, and I don't mind going with them and getting some beer. So this will absolutely not. Um, yeah, that would definitely. We'll, you'll see our faces here. Yeah, you'll see our faces here on that day. Okay. Have you um, had any experience um, in the beer scene as far as making, selling before you started working here? Oh yeah, uh, that's actually what led me to this job. I think I, I got into craft beer around the first couple weeks that Salute was open. Oh, yeah. That like eight, nine years ago. I yeah. lived in Noda right down the street. Yeah. Walked in there. When, Jason. Yeah. When Jason was the only employee. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. With him yeah. Since there. Uh, he actually put me in touch with the owners and tropes here uh, to get this job. He was like, hey, you need to hire this guy. Um, but I'd been in, uh, you know, done plenty of beer trading and been to different leases, you know. Yeah. Driving up to Asheville when Wicked Weed was still a thing. Yeah, we don't talk about that right now. <laughs> I mean, I've drove not far over as, it yet. I drove as far as Vale and Aslan wow. uh, for releases before. Yeah. Um, so it's really it's almost like surreal to you know. Now I'm going to Aslan's anniversary party in a few weeks. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be pouring up there, so it's kind of surreal to be in that in the in the industry now. It's really it's really cool. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, we probably drunk a couple of beers together, didn't realize. Absolutely. Yeah, I, okay. You do look familiar. Yeah. Uh, so, you do well. Yeah, so. We, kind of, we both kind of stand out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we usually guys that stand out end up going on either side of the corner of the brewery. Yeah. So, yeah. so I probably just gave you the head nod, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you like that one too. Okay, cool. Uh oh. So you, since you've been in the community and the culture for so long, yeah, the culture, see what they did. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what some of the trends that you have seen that you like come and go or wish would come back? Well, we opened up with pretty much only, we had like a Brett beer. We had, and there was like probably three IPAs and three lagers. And to see that, uh, for one thing, IPAs, especially hazy IPAs, haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, I know that like no, when that yeah, trend was coming up, yeah, the trend was coming up. You know, five six years ago, was like, oh, this ain't gonna last. This ain't gonna last. Well, I think I think it is. I think it's <laughs> past the point of argument on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, like loggers are becoming cool again. Like when we opened up, it was like we 
couldn't give them away. It was only it was only people that came in looking for a Bud Light that we would we could get to drink them. Uh, so now that they're coming and it's like cool to for craft breweries to make craft lagers again. Uh, just seeing that is really really satisfying as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's making your heart glad. Um, yeah. It's a uh, listeners of the show are well versed in the fact that my love for stouts and big beers. Well, but I am. I'll see you Saturday. Though. Yeah, you will. <laughs> um, but I, and we'll talk about that in a second. But um, I have um, grown a new pre- appreciation for pilsners, lighter beers, lighter stout. Because it's not really. I think that was the terminology that kind of turned out light beer. Because mm-hmm. like when it's beer drinking time, it's beer drinking time. I don't want anything light. You know, I'm grown up. I'm a big boy, but um, yeah, I, the taste was always there, and that's what I really appreciate about resident culture. Whatever beer, whatever style, you know, I'm one of those guys that'll come in and actually do a real tasting of all the beers. If it's true to style, you know, I can appreciate. It may not be my favorite, not my yeah, cup of, but I like a true to style beer. And resident culture definitely hit the nail on the head with that. So. As a guy like you, went to all the big, especially locally big tasting, you think we'll ever go back to the well beers? I know you have a release this Saturday, but you remember the day yeah. pre-COVID? I think I think so, man. I think I think people are ready for it as soon as this this COVID climate chills out. I think I think people are more than ready for it. Oh yeah. I mean, how many? only so many people you can have over to your house and how many times you can drink in someone's basement or whatever whatever i don't know be. i live in people's basements you don't know <laughs> one doesn't start a podcast you know yeah that's how <laughs> we'll find out being yeah I'm, I'm definitely that that guy that'll be like hey man i'm a little late can i stay in your you know, couch oh you yeah know, i'll bring some beer though yeah <laughs> i'll make it really be a nice but, trade yeah no i so, feel that people are definitely ready for that I yeah like Favorite whale beer of uh, the one that you could those special releases you had to camp out for. Oh, I think that's probably where I saw you. Yeah, yeah one of those camp out. I want to say one of the last beer, I want probably the last event release that I went to, especially outside of Charlotte, was one of the Vale's anniversaries. Yeah. And they were doing, I want to say it was the first year that they did like a different beer every day. Yeah, so that there. was crazy. I went up there like the Wednesday or Thursday, and I wound up staying the night. Yeah. So then I was there the next day to get like the two different beers that I wanted. Uh, one of them was a barrel aged stout. I remember that. So there you go. Haven't been up there, Tavro. That's okay. That's that's on the list for what I need to talk about. But we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about wrestling culture. Okay. So what's your? Let's get into um, today. What's your favorite beer that residents putting out? In your opinion, uh, in your opinion, what I drink the most time. of is definitely Island Times, our Mexican lager with lime zest. Yeah, uh, it's just like you know a pool beer, a porch beer, a beach beer, a golf course beer. It's just super light and refreshing, and uh, you know on a hot day, nothing. Nothing quenches like that. I've really been uh, really loving our Forever Alone series we do, which is our single hop IPA series. Uh, so we're getting into doing like the newest one is Simcoe. Yeah. Uh, so it gives you know us and the people, the consumers, a really good idea of 
what one specific hop varietal is like and aroma and taste. So I really like that. Yeah, cool. So what? Yeah, resin culture doesn't really have a full flagship. Yeah, well, we have lightning drops. Yeah. Uh, and then we're actually just about to roll out uh, Riding for the Feeling, our Italian Pilsner. It's going to be our flagship lager. So we'll have a hazy IPA and a lager that uh, you'll be hopefully seeing everywhere around town or your local bar. We'll be lucky. Yeah. We'll be lucky. We'll be lucky. Yeah, I got a couple of bottle shops there. If you haven't hit up already, I'll let you know after the interview. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Always keep, um, keep up with the people. So. With that being said, how have you, or the company, I should say, um, really gone with what you like or what the you know the brewers like versus what the consumer is um, will buy? Because like you said, back in the day, not that long ago, you could have pilsners and loggers all day, and like, no, I already got Bud Light, I don't need this, can give it away. Now everybody and their mom is getting it. So how do you make that transition, especially from the sales side? Uh, well, it kind of originated organically. I'll take so stouts is the big. For instance, uh, when we opened up, Tropes had no intention of making any dark beer. So then consumers Ooh. started wanting a, a dark beer option. So we was like, oh, let me make a Schwarz beer, Ooh. which is a dark lager. Yes, it is. So really rich and roasty, only like five to six percent. It's amazing. And then when so our first hire in the brew house after Tropes and lead brewer Peter came from Foothills. So he had lots of experience making sexual chocolate and all that. And he was like, you're really not? He was like, no, we have to make stouts. And then luckily uh, with some of our other brewery friends, I think the first beer, the first stout we ever actually brewed was Dedicated Mind Expansion, which came out, it was only barrel aged, so it came out last year. Uh, it came out like right before COVID, um, so that was the first one we ever brewed, and we're like, "Wow, like this is this is pretty good." So, just got to tinkering with it, and you know, once people start liking it, you, know, you can't tell them no at that yeah. point. <laughs> so, oh, so I have him to thank for um, the good stuff. Yes, Peter. Yes, yeah, thank you, Peter. <laughs> thank you. All right, it's actually you. pretty much. Uh, I think our base recipe is still his. So. Yeah, hey, yeah, I love that. Thank you, because that's that's my personal favorite. Even though you know, you can definitely push me off the edge on uh, some of the other beers. Like right now, um, my friend here, John, has got me. Let's not spill beer on the computer. Um, a one of the danker beers I've ever seen in my life. But man, this is a, a hoppy, wonderful wonderful mess it's very citrusy what am i drinking on here so this was double soul this came out uh saturday right. it is a double version of one of our most popular single ipas over soul so it's not hand select strata and citra hops so wow. super dank juicy it is even more so in the double version yeah 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 i can feel my you know my mouth closing in in a good way um from all the all the almost citrusy I would say citrusy, just bomb, but it's it's tasty. So that's Thank just you. some of the some of the few beers. And look at you talking about oh, this is the hops, these are the yeast and stuff. Even though you are, you know, into the sales and and working in the front end, how has your knowledge of beer and the beer making, you know, experience gone? Because I've talked to a lot of salespeople, and they can sell the beer, but they just know the fact sheet. They don't yeah. know the beer. 
Uh, I mean, before I started in sales, when I was just, I started out as like assistant tapper manager, bartending, and I mean, beer was like a hobby of mine before this job. So I think that's that's helped me. I've just always been curious about the process, curious about new new, new hops, uh, new new styles that I haven't had, new breweries coming up. Yeah. So and I'm always asking questions, right. uh, like you know, probably fairly in depth questions to the brewers as well. You know, just trying to figure stuff out because I mean. I don't know. I just have like a thirst for that knowledge. There, there you go. And a lot of our listeners, I mean, if you're listening to a drinking podcast, you're probably interested in the beer making process. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I've known that I have had some conversations with some bartenders or whatnot. And they'll be more than happy to. <laughs> they're more than happy to, um, you know, educate you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. That's a big thing we're starting to get into uh, is educating our staff. And they're, they've been very receptive and and excited about it as well so i'm glad that i'm not the only one trying to learn more about it yeah it, it shows in the beer it shows in the in the community so uh i like to describe resident culture when people talk to me about the the beer and this place i'm like yes it definitely on your bar crawl it definitely should be part of your you know itinerary but absolutely yeah, yeah. well how would you uh I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you do your sales pitch. What? How will you describe resident culture? Why should you go here? What is the vibe like? Cause I just call it a hip hop funky little joint where you can yeah, listen to some and that's vibe. probably some of the main words. I mean, we're very family friendly, community friendly, all inclusive uh, to all types of people, walks of life as well. Cool. And I mean, you know, we're we're not here on this planet for a long time so let's have a good time so to speak there you go <laughs> couldn't i say it better myself especially when you're drinking beer yeah and <laughs> so what's your we know favorite style we know location and goodness of resident culture tell me something about um this place or your process uh some funny stories something that will uh, get oh, the crowds yeah. I want to say, yeah, it would have been our first winter, so it would have been like January, February 2018, and we had, so right down the street from us is like two uh, dive bars, and I say dive bar in a loving way, I love yeah. these places. Yeah, we got a lot of love dive bars. <laughs> yeah, they sell my beer too, they're yeah. great. Um, <laughs> it was just uh, like some guy in like a Camaro was pulling out late at night, we were already closed, this is like 12.30 at night, Saturday night. He pulls out and he's, you know, hot dogging it, right. doing a little burnout, fishtail, fishtails, come up, comes up the berm and comes right in through our tap room. We Whoa. Have this, yeah, we have the security footage. I don't know if we ever posted it on social media, but the security footage is insane. Wow. Uh, of that. So we were here. I, I, I wasn't here when it happened, but I came back in to help patch it all up and we we're lucky enough to... Nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Nobody nobody was actually even close to being hurt, thankfully. Um, The driver was okay, too. But uh, definitely scary. It's a scary text to get at 1230. A car just ran through the brewery. Yeah. Well, I'm really sorry about that. But uh, I was was really thirsty. And I want some more (laughs) beer. You guys and are closed already? Yeah, I know. Still, you know, hey, hey. It's not 2 a.m. yet? No, I, I, again, I, I can't apologize enough for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I, great. Uh, yeah, that's, okay, that's good. Now, what's your great? Because I also, I like to ask people that I'm interviewed, what's your 
Okay, we're all adults here. All right, I'll just put it that way. We may have had a one, two, two minutes. Of course, the bar is open. It's always stressing to drink responsibly of course. at all times. You know, responsible drinker is a good drinker. That being said, in my youth, I've had a, you know, maybe had one or two too many. Yeah. And I like it's that. It's easy with high, with high yeah. ABV beer. Yeah, too. I mean, it, yeah, it happens. Yeah, you don't know. It. It's, it's, that, it's so crushable. I can't help it. I didn't know that 10% beer was that crushable. Definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like, I'll get you started because I like to tell the story about how I was somewhere in the Virginia mountains. Still don't know where. But, um, it was on a hill. I know that. <laughs> that could be anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, uh, for some reason, the group that I was with had a new person, the new girl in there, and I made it my point to tell her that I was in love. And I, in oh. order to prove she, see, sensing an opportunity, said, "Hey, well, prove it. Run out here." naked and tell me, you know, you love me. So I decided to. What I didn't count on or recognize was a 18-wheeler coming down said hill. Yeah, that nearly took me out because I had to jump into bushes of some sort. Not something you, I would advise doing uh, sans clothes. But, you know, I did prove my point, though. I loved her don't even remember her name, but I love her. <laughs> so, you seem like the type of guy that may have a story like that or two. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, you know, stereotype anything. I'm just looking at you. You know what? Now that you mentioned Maybe. the love thing, I think, yeah. I think I got a story. This is from years ago. There you go. Alright, so this... Yeah, statute of limitation is over. I was at... Maybe like an Oktoberfest or one of those beer festivals over at the at the music factory. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One of those. It was over yeah, there. I, I remember that. And I was like, you know, those beer festivals, you just try to go, yeah. just go as hard as you can, as fast as you can. Big point. Yeah. Side note, just before you tell that story, festival. Since they're starting kicking a little bit, I will be having a special coming up about how to survive a good beer festival. Oh, I'll be yeah. listening to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trick is. Uh, Little, little, uh, quick little, uh, I can't even see that beer is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took my words away. Yeah, quick little hint to it get the good beers, try them early, get like the first two hours. Usually, good to get the VIP, to pay the extra 20, get the VIP, try a couple of good beers, and then go crazy. But anyway, exactly. back to your story. Yeah, have a plan. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, we're at Oktoberfest or something. I don't think it was, it might not even been Oktoberfest. I remember it being hot out there. Yeah. Probably like Moo and Brew or something. Uh, that place is uh, it's probably Queen City. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Probably that. So but anyways, festival's over. I've been drinking for four, five, six hours. Yeah. I went over across the street to BBGB. This is where things got a little, a little fuzzy. Oh God. So I remember like, talking to a girl. I remember the next day waking up and like seeing text messages and calls in my phone. No, no. But I don't remember much. But apparently I was but we were we were both into each other and then we started like my friends tell me this part of the story that I don't remember. So yeah. We were making out in the patio. Wow. And then her boyfriend walked up. That happened. In the middle of this 
So then I get like mad and I'm drunk. Wait a second. Wait a second. And I'm like, cause she didn't tell me all this. I thought I met the love of my life. Oh, oh no, of course you did, man. So then how dare your, your boyfriend show up? So then I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go get another beer. And I got a beer, and then I walked away. My friend said I walked away like before they got theirs or whatever, and they couldn't find me. I was nowhere to be seen at BBGB for like 45 minutes to an hour. And they wound up, uh, I don't, I want, they wound up finding me asleep on the toilet in the men's bathroom. Whoa! I finally, like, they were calling, call after call, my phone was on vibrate. And then finally, like, after an hour, like, I woke up. I was like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, yeah, similar kind of story. Yeah. <laughs> and a month later, COVID-19 happened. Did it happen at VBGBs? We'll never know. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Anytime you get not in the story with uh, waking up in a public bathroom, I'm good. <laughs> uh, that's a yeah, strong story. That's a win. Okay, there you go. I'll be writing that one down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one more question. We'll go personal, then we'll go back to the, some of the releases and events for the show, uh, for resident culture. When you're not drinking beer, what are you drinking? Uh, you recently, are... water. I've been trying to up my wow. hydration levels. Uh, <laughs> hey, beer strong, is like, is, you know, is 90% water. Come on. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I'm sadly uh, pretty much addicted to monsters. I don't drink coffee. Whoa. But I do a. Uh, I do like the, the zero calorie ones, so okay. I got that going for me. Well, with your love of dive bars, as yes. you said, you know, you and oh, I both. Craft beer we, side, give, yeah. me, give me all, give me all the okay. high life bear hands, really, uh, okay. hams, give me all of that. Yeah, wow, PBR. Uh, wow. Oh yeah, I still can't go back. To PBR. Oh yeah, yeah, I have, you know, <laughs> go back to some childhood memories. Very still stick with me. Same thing with. Where are you from? Are you originally from the Charlotte area? Yeah, I was actually born and raised. In wow, Charlotte, you're the one. So, yeah, I'm the unicorn. Wow. Okay. Uh, dude. There's a few of us. We all know each other. Uh, you, so when, you, when, so. when, the, when the outsiders tell us, "Oh, I never meet people from Charlotte," I'm just like, "Well, that's all I know." Yes. <laughs> we stick together. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm from up north, so I was going to go down to Schlitz. Um, Bush, okay. Oh, you had Schlitz? Schlitz? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. 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 That's why I think uh, that may be why some people have such a problem with some of the bloggers and pilsners. No, that's a good point. That's a very good point. (laughs) Yeah, you know, from our our troubling childhood memories. Yeah, Schlitz, Budweiser, all the AB, you know, AB and Bath things, of course. Yeah, hey, you do what you got to do. You're in college, you know, you got $5, you need Natty Light, you do what you do. But um, you don't need a twelve pack for that or one pint at the bar. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I you know I would have took you for a tequila shot, man. I, oh, I, I, I yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm tequila, yeah. Okay, so people then. ask me what, what I want a shot of. I'll say, oh, am I choosing? Am I paying? No. Okay, tequila. There you go. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, congratulations! You're going to be on a later podcast on my tequila show. Okay. Of which I, I come and get you a drink this time. I'll just bring a couple of <laughs> bottles of tequila. We sit out here and oh, we come that. Okay. That's done fine. and done. I'm looking for one more person. So hit me up. Anybody who's listening that has a love for tequila. I got two. I got one other person. Now I got you. And I'm looking about, about four people all together. And we just do a tequila bottle share. I got two bottles. I've been waiting to I'll find something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find something to bring. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. That's a good deal. Look forward to that. 
in probably uh, October time. All right, that's that's say no more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's done. That's the easiest podcast I ever put together. Okay, so what's coming up uh, uh, recently in the near future? This will come out uh, mid September. Um, this podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's freaking it August. Yeah. It is. We're recording August twenty fifth, so this will come out about the second, third week of uh, of um, September. So. Okay, so I know it's either September fourth or eleventh. We'll have our collaboration with Hot Butcher for the World, a brewery out of Chicago. Oh, nice. Um, so they brewed theirs. Uh, I was actually up there, went and brewed it with them. Uh, we couldn't squeeze them in down here until like a week or two after so that's why we're releasing it a little bit after but that uh 8.5 percent ipa with simcoe something else and simcoe cryo wow that's they sent some some cans of theirs down and it is tasting really really nice okay so uh also nine four we'll have a so out of office was a kettle serve that was themed after a Tiki cocktail at Kindred Restaurant up in Davidson. Oh, okay. So we <clears throat> we love that beer. So we actually barrel aged that in rum barrels. Uh, so it's now it even tastes more like a rum cocktail. So that's coming out. I believe it might be draft only, but that's coming out nine four. Okay. Uh, along with that, one of an IPA that I'm really excited about is called Diamond Mine. I'm a huge fan of Southern Hemisphere hops, specifically New, New Zealand. So this is all New Zealand. Uh, it's got a brand new hop uh, from New Zealand called Nectaron. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Really? Uh, so okay. Brand new that. I do a little research on that. And then a little bit, a little sprinkle of Nelson Sauvin and Motueka as well. Uh, so four four different hops from New Zealand. So like that's if I could if I could create a beer like that. If I see it. New Zealand hop IPM show coming for that. So yeah, good to know. Absolutely. All right. Well, even if this comes out, I may may tweak the schedule a little bit. <laughs> but uh, if this comes out, I'll definitely put it on all the yeah. socials about uh, the different releases. And so, guys, yeah. keep track. Uh, you know, I take care of you. So follow me on all the socials: um, Instagram, Facebook. Instagram probably the most for me right now. But I will definitely be keeping track of all the good things that resident culture pull out so where can we find you well i mean residentculture.com of course uh facebook instagram twitter uh, uh, don't, i don't think we use twitter uh but usually our instagram as well as you is the best way to follow us yeah. uh, with posts for all of our information um upcoming events releases uh whether it's a post or a story uh, we usually try to the bigger stuff we'll always post on facebook as well but instagram is definitely the main one yeah um same with the birds open so definitely follow like i'll definitely put on the stories and reels and you know all the good stuff for wrestling culture all the good details yeah so, dude this was enjoyable thank you it was great yeah. all right and we got a new uh we got a new podcast we'll listen to john in the future very near future we'll do tequila. yeah uh, but yeah it'll be a tequila cast where it will start off nice and then we'll have to abruptly end it because that's how all good tequila parties yeah, yeah. yeah, you get to see what what type of tequila drunk everyone is too. Oh yeah, <laughs> people, I, I, people I tell you right now, I, I can't be beat. No, I'm tequila intolerant. 
it doesn't affect oh yeah yeah I know. i'm very i'm even louder and more pleasant to be around uh, i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait okay everybody now uh, that was the end another episode of the bar is open follow like um on all your spotify itunes don't forget to rate and follow uh, we had a little spike last week and i appreciate it uh, we'll definitely have another spike because if you don't like resident culture uh, the problem is you so again, <laughs> uh, thank you again, everyone, and thank you, John. Really appreciate that. Absolutely, President Coach, for following. And remember, the bar is always open. Have a good one.